0: How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV.
1: The All Blacks have done the job big time in Cardiff. Final score, 55 points to 23.
0: Yes, the dulcet tones there of the commentary team with a dominant All Blacks win over Wales in Cardiff, 55-23. Good morning and welcome to SENZ. Bleeding black the morning after. Kim Downs with you alongside former All Black Steve Devine through the morning. Next couple of hours, we will be taking your texts. We will be taking your calls on all the sporting action of the last 12 hours or so, be it Black Ferns or All Blacks. I have many a question. Uh, that I would like to hear from you on, from Geordie Barrett, is he your number 12 now, from has this performance by the All Blacks convinced you that actually they are on the right track as they head towards a very important year? Is this one of the most complete All Black performances that you have seen this year on the Black Ferns? Do you believe now that they can go all over? The way first and foremost, Steve. I'll be directing my questions to you. What did you make of the All Blacks show this morning? Um, I thought they were pretty good. Uh, they were they were dominant up front.
2: Uh, a lot of the tries uh, were through the forwards. Um, not a lot of. I mean, the outside backs didn't get a lot of ball. But Bo- 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 and Barrack can hardly remember his name being mentioned. <laughs> Um, I just thought it was a, a very, a very solid forward dominant, domination. Back to the good old days. Um, for the first time in a long time, we were able to hang on to our own ruck ball, and sort of almost guaranteed that if we went in with it, we came out with it. Which is, which is a great start. That's a big been a, all year. It's been a big problem for us, and, and we managed to tonight this morning. We we actually look like we're we're able to now win our own ruck ball again, which is which is good to see.
0: For me, with the exception of their test win over South Africa in Johannesburg, that was probably maybe discipline aside, one of the more complete performances that I have seen from them this year. What did you make overall in terms of where it's where this tells you where they're going? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm confident they, they have their moments
2: where where they're they're good and they have their little lapses. We. We we bled ten points pretty easily in that back half of the second half, which was, you know, a little bit concerning. You know, we were out well, and then and when they, we sort of let them back in with through little lapses and 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 mostly discipline, um, yeah, I I thought we were good. I I I, the,
0: Steve Devine is less convinced than no, I. Am. I they, they
2: they went well. They 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 dominated up front. I I think I don't think the Welsh were as competitive as as we all thought they would have been, and I I don't think they fronted. Uh, the Welsh pack fronted up particularly well. Um, the All Blacks, you know, sort of were out of can in most of the game and got over the advantage line pretty easy. Every time they got in the 22, we pretty much scored a try. So, yeah, I, I don't think that Welsh, uh, I don't think they'd be that happy with their performance. I, they, they allowed us to play the type of rugby that we like to play, and, and it was easy for us. Where we come against those African teams and the Irish team, where we, you know, it's that very blitz hard defence. And we're not allowed to play the game we want to play, that's when we're struggling. Wales let us play the game we wanted to play and, and you know, they got punished for it.
0: Yeah, there'll be some real disappointment there, you would think, because I think the sense we both had going into this game was that Wales genuinely believed that they were going to be able to do this. You know, it's been sixty nine years since they have beaten the all blacks. They thought this is their chance, they've been inconsistent, maybe this is where they have them. And then they get fifty five points put on them.
2: Yeah, I thought I thought quite possibly that maybe they believed that a bit too much and uh, didn't probably prepare as well as they they should have or could have because uh, yeah they were they were disappointing up front they got they got smashed by the All Blacks forward pack and um, you know the, the All Blacks haven't been that dominant against the pack since since the game here against Argentina mm. um, quite a few months ago so they they got smashed I mean the, the Japanese team uh, were more um, physical up front than than that Welsh
0: team. Maybe send Jamie Joseph over to the over to the Welsh. Give yeah, Wayne well, a few. I,
2: I know well, Wayne Pivac won't be too happy with that performance. Um, played a bit of footy underneath Wayne, and um, he he was always about you know f- being physical up front and, and and getting a domination. And they just they just weren't in the game mm. at all.
0: Love to know your thoughts on the topic. Our text number double eight double three, or you can call us on oh eight hundred one five zero eight double one. Now on the score sheet. Uh, Aaron Smith double Geordie Barrett double Cody Taylor double Artie Savia scored and Samisoni Tokiaho as well as for what Ian Foster the coach of the All Blacks thought on the game here's what he had to say afterwards
3: Well Fozzie was that the statement performance you were looking for? That's
4: a great way to start up here wasn't it you know I think it's um, you know we targeted this game and we were pretty fired up and uh, but I just love the way we rolled our sleeves up and, and played a really efficient sort of ruthless game
3: best late plans you go into games with all the skill that you have but your front eights and your reserves as well I mean how much admiration do you have like you've just said for what they managed to put in? Yeah a lot you know I think it's um you know a
4: lot, a lot was said about the roof being shut but uh, I think they might have hosed the ground before they shut the roof it's very slippery so you know we, we just um we, we, we played like I, I guess the word for me is efficient but it was a powerful game around the edges and created opportunity through that and um in the past, maybe we got a little bit impatient and tried to play, overplay things, but
3: I thought we stuck at it today. You're always looking for some adversity. you still got that tonight, right? For 60 minutes, they kept finding a way to fight back. Your leadership came through. Yeah, well, they
4: always do, you know, the, um, in terms of the adversity, I mean, you know, that's what test matches are about. And, and Wales are a quality team, and they, they're, hard to, they're hard to play here. They never go away, and in some ways, are more dangerous when you're behind. But again, we, you know, I thought in the first half, we got a little bit soft
3: after scoring. Um, Second half, we tidied that up a bit. In terms of the combination, going, there's so much speculation about who you would play in the midfield. you satisfied that it all came together nicely and the impact you got off out of David Havilli and Anton Leonard-Brown?
4: Yeah, look, for this game, we're we're, we're really pleased. And it's, um, you know, Geordie Geordie, uh, Reek's combining well and and so the other two coming off and Anton's coming back from a large, large break. But... You know, I just thought it was a pretty complete performance across the board. I enjoyed some of the work of the bench. You know, I thought particularly Brad Weber looked sharp. Akira, those sort of guys add a lot too. Thanks, Ozzie. Well done. Thanks very much. Cheers.
0: Jeff Olsen there with Ian Foster. A couple of interesting things to pick up on Steve, and we'll, I'll work backwards through what he was saying, uh, which is the midfield, and I, I said this at the start of the show. Geordie Barrett only had a couple of tests, obviously, at 12, is he the future in that position?
2: I think so. Uh, just big and strong and powerful and uh, gets over the advantage line when he needs to and he gets those um, you know, soft touches also when he needs to. And uh, we we seen him move out onto the wing for attack um, when we had a penalty advantage and he takes the takes the high ball for a cross kick. So um, oh, what a talent, right? Um, what is he still, like 24, 25? Like, absolute genius on a, on a rugby pitch uh he's got the size he's got the strength yeah it's, i think he's our i think he's our number 12
0: i think half back is about the only position he hasn't played in the backline yeah, probably he's,
2: he's covered most he's what a talent eh? um defensively really strong i, I just yeah I, I just think the game the game's changed a little bit where you you know big people are back in it having an, a bit of an advantage because you know it, it's it's a bit slower uh, the game across across a lot of stoppages, so the the big guys can compete for a bit longer. And Geordie's uh, a big guy, and he and again on the front foot, and um, he's also got that skill. Like he um, chopped back in at the end of the game to score the last try off his brother. Mm. Um, obviously, played that a few times in the backyard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, Geordie I think it just it just adds some you know just some physical presence of being able to get over the advantage line, and um, you know twelve such a. Crucial position, and uh, I think I think we found our man.
0: Anton leonard Brown was the other one coming off after a long layoff uh, with injury. What did you make of his return? Uh,
2: again, very solid, uh, defensively brilliant, and um, and always has been. Um, so that I mean, that's a that's a, a probably one aspect where where Rico has been maybe a little bit underdone, still quite young himself, and not quite doesn't quite have that defensive shutdown. I mean, we look back at our great centers. We look at Conrad Smith, you know, I don't think he missed a tackle in, in 16 years. And, and that's what you need out of your center sometimes. And, and Anton Leonard Brown gives us that. He just is, it shows up that defense and not a lot went around us and all through us while while he was on the field. So yeah, great combination. And even saying that um, Rico back onto the wing for that last sort of 20 minutes, I, I, I thought he was outstanding. We had some genuine pressure on kick chases again with him mm. on the wing and, um, he can carry, you yeah, know, the, the The team looks a lot better with Geordie at 12 and Anton Leonard-Brown at 13. Yeah. I, I will admit that, absolutely.
0: And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like ever since Conrad and Ma'a left, we have been talking and talking and talking about that midfield combination and what's best and nothing quite seems right and nothing quite seems to gel long-term enough. Realistically, in your head, could that combination, the Geordie and Anton Leonard-Brown one, be that one that we have been searching for effectively since 2015?
2: Yeah, I, as much as I... Make the
0: big calls here on ECNZ, thanks, Steve.
2: Uh, as much as I love uh, Roger and would mm. love to see him get a get a really good go, I, I yeah, I think Geordie's just throwing his hand up tonight and just going, you know what, this is this is what I do and this is how I do it. And, um, so, yeah, I think Geordie and Anton are probably looking like our, our, our combination and I think they're going to get a fair bit of game time over the next few weeks and, and then into next year for mm. sure.
0: Very interesting. Then I think to see what the implications will be once Will Jordan is back, oh. as to where he then plays. That's the thing I
2: was most disappointed about. That he finally, uh, finally got a chance to play fifteen. Like I, I genuinely think he is the best fifteen in the country. Uh, even with Bowden Barrett at fifteen, I still think uh, Will Jordan is the best fifteen. And and the All Blacks attacking game will get a whole lot better with him at fifteen. So, you know, this would have been his big chance. This mm. would have been his big tour. And unfortunately, he's homesick. Um, yeah, absolutely gutted. That we don't get to see him go, but I'm very hopeful next year uh, if he continues in the form he's in. Will Jordan is just just an absolute superstar at the back.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed because wouldn't that be a nice uh, depth of talent as far as the talent pool goes during a World Cup? Well, year the, attack, to pick the attack,
2: the attack, all of a sudden is is wow! It's like um, you know we got our brute force to get out of the venge line, and then we got the got the skill and the uh, pace out wide to finish it off with Rico on the wing and Will Jordan at fullback and Caleb Clark. You know, it's just all of a sudden that team. Looks phenomenal, and you have to defend every player uh, rather than defending as a unit. Defending, mm. you know, all of a sudden every single player is, is a potential line breaker, and that causes issues for defensive teams.
0: Something else that Ian Foster mentioned there was the back and forward nature sometimes of that game this morning. It was kind of it was a bit punch counter punch at stages, and while Wales never managed to get in front, they did enough to stay in it for. A very long time. I think he said the word "soft" there in terms of how they allowed the Welsh back in after the All Blacks had scored. Was that cause for concern for you?
2: Yeah, that that kickoff is a is a massive part of the game now. Like if. You know, with the penalty advantages and and the rolling moors and and the, and the kick for goals, if if you if you're in your own half and you're playing rugby, then then you're compromised. You know, if you give a penalty away where you've got the ball, you're you're defending a five meter. Um, driving more so officially that 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 restart is such a massive part of the game to be able to clear your own space and put some pressure on the op- opposite team i i think our kick chase has been poor we we kick the ball high and long but we don't often have a contender in the air for the ball so that's a concern for me but yeah i, I think the restart is just massive it's just a massive emphasis now on being able to get your ball and get out of your own zone and um, little mistakes down there did cost us and um, that's how the Welsh got their points.
0: Mm. Right, what do you think? Text us in double eight double three here on Bleeding Black the morning after. Kim Downs here along with Steve Devine. We're going to take a short break, but we'll have much more analysis after this. 8.20am you're with the Bleeding Black the morning after. Kim Downs here alongside Steve Devine on SENZ talking all things rugby. After the last 12 hours the Black Ferns successfully threw to the final of this World Cup 12 months ago. Not many of us would have picked it and the All Blacks picking up a big statement win over Wales and Cardiff this morning as they continue their end of year tour. Now two from two there looking ahead to Scotland and then the real big test against England at Twickenham. Uh, appreciate those of you who are with us because you know what, Steve, it's pretty early doors actually on a uh, on a Sunday morning when many of us were probably up late last night and up early again this morning.
2: Yeah, it's early, right? And there's also an awful lot of sports still on this morning. <laughs> there's, uh, there's certainly a great time of year to uh, be watching some some code, yes. whatever that code may be.
0: <laughs> Indeed it is. There is something quite special, isn't there, about the end of year tour and the end of year Internationals, because at the moment we're also sitting in studio hard life I know watching uh, Ireland South Africa on the screens in here Ireland leading that one 16-11 with 10 minutes to go but I think this year probably more than ever given next year is a World Cup in terms of gauging where everyone's at in the respective hemispheres against each other so with that in mind Steve what did this morning's performance by the All Blacks tell you about where they're placed for next year?
2: Yeah, so so traditionally this is the big one. Uh, this you know the end of season tour prior to a World Cup. This is when everyone's having a, a, a you know their full strength teams. Uh, next year we get into a bit of um, sometimes you can cat and mouse type games and mind games and that start to happen. So this is this is the big one. This tour. So yeah, massive massive win by the boys last night. I. The Welsh, the Welsh for me were average. They they didn't really front up. We we, we pushed them around up front like school 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 <laughs> boys, to be honest. So um, it was good to see that physicality and that dominance back in the pack. And most of our tries were, were built in and around the Ford pack. Um, um, not a lot past twelve. And um, yeah, we just we just beat them up front. So that was good to see. We 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 were allowed to play rugby how we like to play rugby fast. No, the advantage line, the, the the Welsh either weren't good enough. Um, just I mean, full stop. They weren't good enough, or they weren't good enough to stop and, and get that bliss, 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 bliss defense <laughs> on us. Eight twenty-three.
0: We'll blame it on that. Yeah, eight twenty-three. <laughs>
2: um. So yeah, we we were good. We were allowed to play how we wanted to play, and we, we were just dominant. We were just dominant up front. They had they didn't really have much for us. So they they got back into the games at times, but the, you know that was through our penalties mostly. And then um, yeah, we were just we were dominant. So it was good to see much. Much bigger game next week against Scotland. The Scots go pretty good. They 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 play that um, blitz defense really well. Uh, they'll keep it slow. They'll keep it tight. So uh, it'll, it'll be a you know next week's yeah. the one to look forward to whether we can um, really start and get over the advantage line. Play how we did this week. If we do play how we did this week next week, I, I think we I think we're looking all right.
0: We haven't talked about specific players in the Fords uh, all that much, but obviously, someone we should highlight is Adi Savia, who has been huge all year, and this morning was no difference, really.
2: Beast. Just an absolute just, beast. Like, he's not even big compared to a lot of the people around him. He's just. Man, he just doesn't give up, eh? He just rumbles um, post contact, um, gets over the advantage line. Uh, he got three great steals early on, on top of the ball defensively. So, yeah, absolute beast. I mean, you just uh, we're a different team when he's not on the field, uh, we're a different team where he is on the field. You know, he's just he's an absolute beast. Uh, I I can't speak high enough of the guy, and leaves it out there every week, and and he's, yeah, he's just amazing footy player. Like he is in any team. Uh, mm. in the world whether it be 7'6 or 80 at the, you know you've got to find a spot for him somewhere
0: the other one I wanted to talk about is Dalton Papali obviously coming in with Sam Kane injured big shoes to fill big opportunity depending on how you look at it of course how do you think he performed
2: yeah very good uh, ran well with the ball in hand he, he got a couple of turnovers laid himself um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, another great performance. Dalton's like, he's grown into that role. He, he, he looks like he's got a lot bigger, um, sp- certainly in around the upper body. Uh, he broke the line. He ran well. He passed well. He did all his keys, you know, th- the key things he should be out there for. He did it really well. And, uh, I think, I think we'll see a massive performance in him if, you know, he's obviously going to get three mm-hmm. games in a row. He will get the next three tests, uh, avoiding injury. So sometimes, you know, you get, you get it quite a few in a row and you, you find your feet, uh, at that level, so I, I think it'll be a big stepping stone for him this tour. If he if he can if he can get the next two games, then I reckon I reckon he's away for next year for sure.
0: Mm. I also did want to ask you on the halfback front. We'll save some of it for after eight thirty because I feel like there's a lot to delve into with Aaron Smith, and we will hear from him uh, after eight thirty as well. Uh, but it was interesting to me even when this team was named that Brad Weber came straight and come off the bench, having not been wanted for the squad in earlier parts of this year. What did you make of that decision?
2: Uh, yeah, oh, he, he came on and played well too. Mm. Um, uh, I, I, I've been a big fan of Finlay Christie all year. I, I think he, um, against the Japanese, I mean, there, there was no lack of effort. They were all trying their hardest. It just a game that sort of didn't quite go away. And, yeah, I think, I think you know, I watched the... Um, New Zealand 15, I think we call them now, the New Zealand 15 versus Island A. and would be TJ... All Blacks
0: 15, I think, to you, actually, oh, okay. Steve. I think you will fine. We've All had black a rebranding. 15, All black 15, sorry.
2: <laughs> uh, TJ Perenara have probably played the best game of the year as well. So I, I think right now we have five halfbacks in the country that potentially um, can start in a in a number nine jumper. Uh, Aaron Smith was 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 great. He does what he does. He cleared, cleared the ball really well, but... You know, it was, it was even that little bit quicker because we were getting over the advantage line and just, um, you know, it, it was just a typical game for him. I think he broke the, the world record for most number of tests yeah, by a back. So, um, yeah, a, just a great another performance. But again, he's, the halfbacks game is um, pretty much reliant on if your 4 goes forward or not, and, and we went forward. So, so he, he looked good.
0: 113, I wow. think it is. 113 test matches. What did you get to? Oh, 10. Hey, no shame. No shame in that. No yeah, shame
2: in that. Amazing effort. He's not a big guy either. You know, I, I can't say that against a lot of people, but he, he's not a big guy and um, he, he's done that for a long time. And so amazing achievement for, for a little man playing in a big man's game.
0: Mm, and still, I think very clearly our uh, number one. Yeah, he
2: made a statement. He made a statement last night. Uh, he 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 has struggled uh, a little bit through the year with with his forward pack not going forward. Uh, it's not often he's had to be behind a, a beaten pack, and he has struggled a little bit. But yeah, certainly back to his best last night, being quick. Uh, a couple of good runs, a great, a great long distance try. Um, yeah, he, he was he was back to his best, and and then it just built for Brad Weber to come on and, and do what he does. So, uh, pretty amazing halfback stocks at the moment. I think most of the world would just be you know pretty envious. So I, I looked at that uh, Island A team, and they were they were a long long way from from the Irish um, first mm. team. You know, they and we, and we produced a team that was was you know looked pretty good. And pretty young. And so the depth we have is uh, certainly building.
0: Yes, indeed. Couple of texts in Steve from Tim. I'm with you. Geordie and ALB are a midfield for the World Cup. Let's be fair, Rico isn't a midfielder. He's one of the best wingers in the world.
2: Yeah, I, I, listen, I don't think. I don't think that he isn't a midfielder I think he's a midfielder I just think he is a little bit young still like he's only 24 I believe so you know in, in terms of international rugby I think he's a kid still and he's learning his trade there um, obviously as a winger world class speed uh, size strength he's, he's got everything Um Ball in the air. We we you know we yet to be determined a little bit. But uh, do I write him off as a centre? No, because um he, he can play that spot. He's just he's just young. We we forget sometimes how how young and inexperienced these guys are. We just we just got to relax and give them time. He he will be one of the greats of all time. I have no doubt about that.
0: Very cool. I also think it's comforting somewhat when you look at these guys. So like Rico and like Jordy, and obviously I mean. A lot of bags have been able to provide a lot of cover, but knowing that they can provide really good quality cover across so many positions.
2: Yeah. Well, you have Jack Goodhue as well to come back. He's, um, you know, that horrific injury he suffered Mm. last year. Um, so I mean we've got plenty of stocks to come back, and you know it's going to be it's going to be an interesting selection next year. But certainly right now in the game, right now, uh, Leonard, Anton, Leonard Brown, and uh, Jordy Barrett are uh, the twelve and thirteen um, combination. I, w- I-, I would doubt you will see anything different next week.
0: Mm, fascinating to go see how they go, like you say, up against the blitz of Scotland yeah, well, and it's, then against uh, yeah, it's the might of
2: England. It's where we've struggled. Uh, we haven't played well against that up and in defense ever um england beat us at the last world cup just just through brute defense so uh we we do struggle against that line speed and so you know we're going to get a real good taste of it um this week the only only team in world rugby doesn't really do that is australia and look what we've done to australia over the last 20 years you know but we, we come up against these teams that you know just put ruthless pressure the irish the french the english uh the scottish will do it the africans do it um you know, And we, and we have struggled in the last few years. So this is a big opportunity in the next couple of weeks to, to try and work out how how the hell we play against it.
0: Mm, very much so. Uh, interesting text here from Aaron as well about the Black Ferns. We will get to that as well as hearing from Aaron Smith just after this. Yes, you're with Kim Downs and Steve Devine on Bleeding Black the morning after what happened last night, but also what happened this morning. Uh, and we will get to last night very soon because I think Steve and I... Both were on the edge of our seat during that Black Ferns semi-final, after the final whistle of that Black Ferns semi-final, still when we tried to go to bed uh, afterwards, and even when I woke up this morning to watch the All Blacks, I was still probably feeling a bit tense about it, so we will be talking about that very soon. First, though, on the All Blacks' big win over Wales, uh, one of the men we have been talking about is Aaron Smith, highly influential in the game this morning scored a couple of tries and as Steve has mentioned earlier on the show uh, made the most of being behind a forward pack that was going pretty well. Let's have a listen to what he had to say after the match.
3: It's again, it's a really tight test match. Just firstly, how challenging were the conditions because it looked as though you weren't able to get the game going?
5: Well, it was definitely a night for the forwards. It's pretty slippery out there, um, really dewy. Um, so, you know, you couldn't really have that ball in flight. So, um, but we were really lucky our forwards were able to, you know, punch with low body position. And some of our ball carriers tonight, and our clean was pretty dangerous. So, um, that was the type of game it had to be. And then our kicking game became a big part of that as well.
3: Special night for you, though. You're the most capped back in all black history. I mean, you think about that and the impact you had. And we saw a little bit of the old Aaron Smith, it's time to have a go. I mean, for you, in terms of this season, was that your standout performance?
5: Oh, yeah, I'm a bit shocked, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy, but, you know, I was sort of... After that month at home, we had a pretty hectic year. Um, I really wanted to come on the India tour and uh, try and, you know, chase a good performance. I still had some blunders tonight that I wish I had back, but you've got to take the positives. Um, it's a really amazing place to play, Wales. Uh, special place for me. Came over here for 20s. This venue's very special, so, you know, it was really good. And our boys... After last week's performance there was a lot of edge in the house so you could see it tonight we wanted to really uh, really really wanted it but our discipline at times let them in the game so we need to tidy that up but you know it's a positive step.
3: When you look at the game it, it appeared as though pure and simply if you couldn't control where you'd played the game, you couldn't stop the opposition scoring points. is that is that an unusual feeling given the fact that quite often you can get out of your own territory just it seemed that like that sort of game.
5: Yeah, if you got something a little bit wrong at the breakdown or a late cleaner, it was either a penalty or a turnover. And if you didn't exit well, Wales were really capable of scoring points. And uh, we had some great moments, stopping malls, getting penalties right on our line. But you know, going forward, and um, there's a lot of positives tonight. But you know, we can be a lot better. But it's um, we've got you know two more big games. But we'll celebrate tonight, offer's 50th, um, and you know enjoy being in Wales and enjoy being on tour. And, that was something we sort of talked a lot about is we're over here to get tight, keep building as a team and, you know, we should be really proud of tonight.
0: You're listening to Aaron Smith there after the win over Wales this morning. I tell you what, I bet it's a lot more enjoyable and easier to build as a team when you're actually winning, Steve.
2: Yeah, certainly. <laughs> that, that, and it, it's actually not hard to have a good time in Cardiff.
0: <laughs> it, it's a great
2: town and um, I was I was lucky enough to play a test there and um, it just blew my mind. We We stayed at the Hilton, which is... You know, two hundred meters from the stadium and uh jumped on the bus and the bus was just um led to the ground at about five k's an hour by mounted horse uh police on horseback, just parting the crowd where we stro- oh, didn 't stroll the bus li- literally just creeped through the crowd you know because the the main stadium's right on the edge of the city and the c b d area and was just you know, amazing, amazing town. Um, you know, they they are so passionate about their rugby. But at the at, at the end of the, when the whistle goes, they're just so happy that um, regardless of the score, they're happy and they're out to um, have a good time. And they're yeah, great people in uh, in, in Cardiff.
0: Yeah, I bet there – I can imagine it. Can't say I've um, ever experienced, actually, that many people coming out for me when I've been away. Weird that. Oh, well, such is life. Yeah. Such is life. Um, but, uh, yeah, Aaron Smith,
2: he got it, he got it absolutely right. Um, the breakdown was was a big part of the game, and, and they got it right tonight. Um, and the penalties, that that's the only thing that really looks threatening when they gave a few sh- silly penalties away. And uh, they will have to be better than that um, next week.
0: I thought as well, defensively – they picked up in, in moments where they really needed to. I'm just thinking about there was a Gareth Anskin breakaway late in the piece that kind of could have drawn things a bit closer and I think it was Richie Morgan who actually made a try-saving tackle on him uh, late in the game. It shows the heart probably, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, I think that was from a kick, a charge-down kick, a Bowden mm. Barrett charge-down kick and uh, he, he like um, caught the ball and took off and yeah, it was a great, great try-saving tackle to uh, get him out of the touchline. So, they they did defend well, you know. They, they're amazing. They can defend amazingly well, and then they can have these little lapses and uh, in games where they just sort of don't front up a little bit. But uh, it was certainly there. They they had turned up with intent tonight, and they, and they they were a lot better than I, I think even the scoreline suggested. We, we were a bit soft a couple of times and and um, and let them in, and they got back into the game. But it, yeah, it was it was a dominant performance mm. by our boys.
0: In terms of as well, we I mean we. In the media, we love to use the phrase, you know, statement, statement win, statement win. Is it like that when you're in the group? You know, would they have wanted to come off the back of their performance against Japan, albeit with quite a different team going, we need a statement here?
2: I, th- I think it's good to get a scare. Like, like. Um, you learn more from a loss than you do from a win. So to to get away from that, they would have been so disappointed with not just the performance and the score and the fact that Japan all you know with minutes to go had a chance. To, um, you know they would have, they just would have been disappointed and uh, they would have just trained with a little bit more hunger during the week and, you know knowing that things had to step up and 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 they produced that so. Um, that's a challenge for the team. I don't think they've produced uh, too many back-to-backs this year, so um, they're going to need to produce a, a a performance like that again uh, mm-hmm. next week against Scotland because that'll be that'll be a tougher. Like the Scottish team, uh, I think if you're looking right now to Six Nations at the end in the year, I think Wales and Italy are probably the teams you're looking to maybe be in the bottom two. So. Scotland, England, Ireland, France are, are the teams that are that are genuine chances, and you know the Scots just lost to Aussie um, mm. last week, but uh, they actually try and play rugby. They the Scots don't play so much like in England, uh, where they just try and shut you down and and um, stop you like England and Africa do. The, the Scots actually play some rugby, so the boys will need to be on their game next week. They're 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 a pretty handy team, and they. They had a couple of injuries that didn't play against the Aussie team um, and um, a couple of their, their, their really big boys, so they'll be back. So it's going to be going to be a, a, a great match next weekend.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, there's
2: a couple of great matches well, next weekend, right? Well, there's a
0: couple because one of them happens to be a World Cup final. Now that you mention it, Steve, the yeah. perfect segue, uh, because how good was last night? And Aaron Texan actually, though, saying, I'm sorry and I'm going to go against the public here, but I felt that the Black Ferns did not deserve to win that game. They got away with a lot of offsides, clean outs, and that yellow should have been a red. Aaron, I could argue that the yellow that the French got also could have been a red, to be fair.
2: I certainly think the French girl was worse than the New Zealand girl. The New Zealand girl, for me, uh, made contact uh, with the shoulder first, and then it was just a whiplash to put the head onto her other shoulder. So I think the French one was a genuine first point of contact was to the head and, and was lucky probably to be a yellow card. I thought the French were extremely lucky, Aaron. I, I don't think they released a tackler all night, uh, which made for s- very slow ruck ball. I just think that was the difference between us um, struggling and, and us being a play a good game for the girls, is that we, we weren't able to get quick buck ball, and that's because the tackler was never released, and that should be the first the first rule a referee looks at. The tackler needs to be released, the tackler needs to roll away, and then anything happens after that, and I, I thought we were pretty hard to unboy out the breakdown.
0: When it comes to that performance, though, Aaron, I will give you that I did genuinely think uh, that we were going to lose that at the last after that penalty, well, and the yellow card was given. Uh, the French kicker, their captain, is normally extraordinarily good Uh, and isn't it funny because I feel like we so often hear and talk about you know World Cups doing funny things to people and a World Cup is different and going into this game it was all the French had won the last four dating back to 2018 against the Black Ferns but for me that was real proof uh, to what can become a cliche of World Cup is different
2: yeah I, I my eyes my eyes were rolling because it was like another French team to be the last team to win on Eden park you know
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah
2: pressure pressure does some strange things to people and um you know it, it was you know a reasonably long kick and but it it probably i think if she had a time again today at some stage she'd probably knock that one over
0: probably would but she didn't and because of that the black ferns are where we just 12 months ago simply did not think they would be into the final of the rugby world cup against England from an organizing perspective that is the dream the host nation against the world number 1 yeah and and i think i think clearly
2: the world number 1 team as well i think england have have you know they've they've just dominated uh women's rugby the last 2 3 years right and um at this World Cup, they are clearly, clearly, very clearly the number one team in the competition. So, I um, bet I think the girls are like the underdog status. That's how they yeah. they they like to roll. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I don't think I've looked forward to a match so much in a long time. And uh, yeah, hopefully get down to Eden Park and have a watch. Mm.
0: Oh, I definitely will be. And I don't think not just looking forward, but I don't think reflecting on yesterday, I've just I've enjoyed or felt that invested in a rugby match in a long time either. Um, And, I mean, there's a lot to be said for how both of those teams played last night. Well, all four of them, really, because I think you can count Canada and England uh, as well among those. But they were, it was it was just sensational rugby and they're doing everyone a favour by playing in the style that they are. Uh, kudos where it is deserved as well to Wayne Smith because he said from the outset that he wanted to inject a different attacking game for the Black Ferns, that they had to be able to play uh, their style, not just try and replicate what England were doing well because they're never going to beat them at their own game. And I think they're showing that they have made a lot, of, well, obviously a lot of progress In that regard, the French semi-final was the real test of how much progress they had made with all due respect to who they faced in the pools and in the quarters. Uh, Obviously, now up against England, it's going to face another test, but my word, what a week. This is going to be building up to that and you could just and yeah, there are so many threads here that I could go into I won't for now I'll come back with all of my threads because we've actually got Dean on the line from Dunedin at the moment Dean how's it going?
1: Is Ruby Tilly single?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dean I hate to tell you but she is uh, I believe both in a relationship uh, and slings the other way
1: I don't mate. she's just gold but for me what I loved about that game was how bally was whoever put the wee chip through. Like I was so been harping on for the All Blacks to have a crack at that too. Like I played fullback and that you just hate that. You absolutely hated it. And that ball stopped perfect. Mm. Ruby got a knee onto it or something. Doesn't matter. Even if they had to pick that up clean, they were in a pair of pain to get out of there. But the concern I've got is why isn't Sandra Cox here kicking goals anymore? Like the goal kicker just our one just isn't
0: isn't good enough so it's interesting you say Dean because they're one and the same it was Renee Holmes the fullback who put that um, wee grubber through that Ruby got on the end of and then her so she's I mean I think previously she's been very good with the boot she was good she sort of the first one didn't she after that first try uh, and then yeah. Mr. a so that is—it's an area that they will need to look at because whether that is a pressure thing, Steve.
2: Yeah, she she got that penalty kick too. That was mm. crucial. Like I was like, well, that's a big call, and mm. she nailed that one. So, yeah, it's 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 hard. Goal kickers, it's hard. Um, but I, I think the girl—the the thing I like watching about the girls is they. Hey, we'll just back ourselves to score another try. And, um, and that's what I, I like. I, I love watching the play, like good on them. Uh, I, I think this weekend, England versus uh, the girls is going to be good versus evil in, in, in international rugby where you have one team that is good trying to throw the ball around and try and win and then you have that evil Northern Hemisphere style of rolling mauls and scrum penalties. And, you know, I just, I'm just i just, come on the girls. It's, it's just so much better for our game if, if the running rugby gets, um, mm-hmm. gets a head start.
0: So, Dean, what about you? I I asked at the start of the show, does this, I mean, you might have already before, but does this make you believe that this Black Fern side can go all the way?
1: Oh, as soon as they got the coaching staff in behind them, uh, I had every hope. I was was lucky, very, very fortunate. The Champions of the World shop in Dunedin unfortunately had to close down. So I bought five jerseys for 30 bucks, Black Ferns jerseys, (laughs) give them strength. Bargain! Yeah, no, totally. I couldn't believe it. The only thing that annoys me, and now it's even more annoying, like England was always going to be there or thereabouts, but the one thing that can really hurt us, and it has to be in part because of the capacity they can get in there, I get that, but the weather can really make it tough. If it was under the roof in Dunedin, I reckon the Black Friends have got it. Just because of the, they can take the the weather, it could make it a forward game, but even so, they've improved so much. Like the, the, the girl that... Worried me, and I love watching her play sevens as the captain, the Harwiny. Sorry, Sarah Harwiny,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, outstanding in the open and stuff. But she got physical yesterday. She put in some amazing tackles, and that—that's now, that, that, now they'll, they'll handle those English forwards. I'm sure they will. It England only just got over Canada, so it'll be a battle. It'll be a hell of a battle. But if we can get forty percent of the ball, we'll
3: beat them.
2: Yeah, I, I think, Sarah, I think you're right there. I think she's one of the um, great leaders in New Zealand sport, full stop. She's mm. an absolute superstar. And get on the front foot and follow me, girls. She's, uh, she's a rich she's a me I, I I love watching her play.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very much with you there, Steve. She is a phenomenal leader uh, in New Zealand teams with the Sevens, even within the current group, Um And her influence cannot be overstated, I don't think. Dean, thank you very much for your time. We'd better get to a break, but we'll be chatting more Black Ferns after this. And what happened last night? What happened last night? Nothing more than the Black Ferns making it through to another World Cup final. Their World Cup defence lives on, even if we did not expect it coming up uh soon at the top of the hour we will have some of the highlights from that game we will also hear from captain rohey Demant we would also love to hear your thoughts here on bleeding black the morning after text us in double eight double three give us a call on whether this has your changed your mind about the black ferns about their prospects also taking calls on the all blacks after their performance this morning but I tell you what the week ahead my mind is going to be one place, one place only, and that is what is in store at Eden Park come Saturday, because I cannot wait. We will have much, much more after this.
1: And New Zealand are going to the World Cup final!
0: Honestly, listening to it again, it just still gives me absolute chills. It is 9.03am on your Sunday morning. You're on Bleeding Black, the morning after with Kim Downs and former All Black Steve Devine. And oh my goodness, the morning after, what a night. The Blackburns coming away with a 25-24 win over France after the French missed a late penalty, all but ensuring a New Zealand victory. I can still see Kendra looking anxiously uh, up, at the, <laughs> up at the ref to check the time and Sarah just yelling and screaming and pointing at her to kick it out and that moment of just pure elation. I actually, I will be honest with you, Steve, and I'm like, to be fair, when I'm a sports viewer, I'm um, rowdy to say the least, but I actually got a bit of a tear and I did not anticipate that at the end.
2: Yeah, I, I got goosebumps listening to it again just now. Um amazing, amazing effort. Like just just amazing for the girls. They've they've come so far from where they were this time last year and you know, they've they've given themselves a chance and you know, I think if you said to them at the start of the year, you know, you you'll get a crack at a world cup title again, they would be pretty happy with that. So they should be they should be happy because it was um amazing performance. They they certainly um I don't think they played the best they could have last night, but mm. they, they they got away with a win. And um, it doesn't matter how you do it, I guess, in the end. At the end of the day, they, they've got themselves a ticket to the big show.
0: Exactly. And I think part of why that was as well is the resilience that that group has built uh, over the course of the year. And they have talked about it. They've talked about a phrase you'll be very familiar with, which is walking to the pressure about it being privileged pressure of having to win a World Cup on home soil or wanting desperately to win a World Cup on home soil. And I think that a lot of work has been put in to building a resilience and those connections and that team mentality that we're now seeing uh, pay off. Brad here texted in, hands down that semi-final was one of the best games of rugby I've watched in years. Agreed, Brad. Absolutely brutal game. So, so good to see the women's game on the up and up. And Brad, you do touch on a good point there, which is the broader context of this, because we are, I think, at this kind of tipping point in women's sport that's happened probably quicker than a lot of people uh, who have been around in sport have expected, and they have to make the most of it. World rugby, New Zealand rugby, all of the national rugby, uh, rugby unions have to be making the most of it. And the way that the Black Ferns played last night... Will go so far to making sure that this sticks.
2: It was entertainment, right? Like, mm. I, it was entertaining to watch because they were throwing the ball around. There wasn't a penalty every two minutes, you know. There wasn't multiple cards, although there there were cards in fairness. Mm. But you know, it was just it was entertainment, and it was great to watch. And and gee, all of a sudden the girls have grown up, and there were some hits last night. Like there was this good contact out there now, and it's across the park and. It was just great to watch, and it was it was it was great to watch, and mm. that's that's the rugby I want to watch is mm. is good running rugby, and both teams you know tried to win the game, which mm. we don't often see in the men's game. Is that sometimes a team doesn't try and win it; they just try and stop the other team as best they can, you know, and it's yeah. frustrating.
0: And it really, I think, as well, the the skill level that comes, and I, I think it's a topic that gets you know, I mean, I've harped on about it as well, but allow them to be full-time professionals, allow them to just be athletes, and you can see the skill level that they can get to. Because that was on full display. You mentioned some of those big hits and some of the athleticism. I mean, let's take Ruby Tui as a prime example, uh, who's obviously been on the seventh circuit for a wee while, committed fully 15s this year, took a huge hit during that game that was, in my mind, actually pretty questionable how that ended up only being a penalty and not a card however. uh, And then as well, managed to get herself on the end of that Renee Holmes grubber for a brilliant try uh, before the ball went over the dead ball line. Like prime example to me of the athleticism and the skill level on display here. And what gives me hope for this final probably.
2: Yeah. I just, I just just cannot believe how far they've come, you know, and I know, I know they had their issues internally in the team at the end of last Mm. year. And, you know and look at them now you know they're just they're just so happy with each other you can tell it's a great team environment they mm. they're smiling they're joking so I mean it's just it's just awesome that they can turn not only the on-field performance but the off-field um, issues are around in such a quick amount of time and you know that comes down to a couple of pretty handy coaches being involved i guess but you yeah, know f- just just amazing effort for the girls. Like, like it's it's good rugby to watch, people. If you haven't seen it, mm. just just sit in front of a TV and watch because they are two great teams. This weekend will come down. Both teams will win it this weekend. It'll come down to, it'll come down to the style. You know, it's it's the big and slow versus the quick and speedy, and um and that's what it's going to come down to. As and, and I, you know, come on, come on the girls, come on the quick come and speedy the girls. girls. I, they can do it. They can legitimately. They can win this mm. match. I I have no doubt, and I'm sure they have no doubt as well.
0: I'm sure as well. What I would like to see, um, if there was if there was one thing I was slightly disappointed in, uh, if I'm totally honest, it was the crowd at Eden Park. I think the official numbers came through. It was about $22,000 or something. I really hope that they can sell it out coming into this weekend. Um, it was a beautiful night for footy. And don't get me wrong, because the crowd that was there was incredible. The atmosphere was amazing absolutely pumping but just how good would it be at a final in this calibre of rugby being played to see Eden Park sold out this weekend
2: yep well I'm I'm going I've decided I'm going to go and I'll probably take the kids and whatever and uh and I'm happy to pay for my ticket because I I think the girls deserve it
0: it's just so worth it and it's just so worth an evening's entertainment
2: um I just yeah I just you know they've come from so far to to be where they're at and um you know, I hope I just hope they prepare well. It's meant to rain this weekend. I've had Please, a quick look.
0: Get away, get I away think, with your weather jinxes. I
2: think uh, <laughs> it's it's Auckland in the spring. Anything's likely to happen. Uh, I think quite possibly um, we could get a couple of tarps put over Eden Park by by next Saturday night. I surely I'll take a fire truck down there and we'll throw a couple of tarps <laughs> over the top. I think we'll be all right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the girl. I think regardless, the girls can win. I. I you know they get it right they get it right and they can win and win well i think but you know if the english team do what they want to do and how play how they always play then um then she'll she'll be a battle but it, you know that's the beauty of it it's uh, i i can't wait i literally can't wait uh it's not often you know it's not often uh in this country unfortunately mm. that uh, the girls game is um you know there's so much um you know Anticipation for a for a match and yeah, well, well done to them because they they totally deserve it.
0: Absolutely agreed. I mean, and this is you know it's it's easy to almost forget that this is the first women's world cup we've had on New Zealand soil, first one in the Southern Hemisphere, in fact. Um, and so for them to be able to have that opportunity as well is massive. One player I wanted to talk about, well, there's a few. There's a few. But um, one player I also want to talk about was actually the halfback Kendra Coxedge because one element of this, she's already announced that she is retiring after this World Cup from international foot, well, from rugby altogether. Uh, she is our most capped Fern. She was Calvin Tremaine Player of the Year back in 18 from recollection. Uh, an absolute legend deserves every accolade uh, that she is given how good that she will be able to go out in this fashion in the final of a World Cup on home soil yeah it's not
2: uh, it's not very many people in the history of sport that get to go out um, at, a, at a World Cup being in the final like uh you know, even if you look across competitions like NPCs and Super Rugby, like they, they, not very often you get to go out at at a at a in a final. So, um, wow! Congratulations to her. And I just, you know, I'm sure if she could put all of her matches together into one, and you know, it would be this one. So, mm. um, obviously, a great talent and has been for for a long time, and and well deserved in 2018 when she won the mm. uh, the trophy as best rugby player mm-hmm. in the country because she literally was the best rugby player yeah. in the country like amazing amazing athlete amazing athlete and just yeah just let's let's fingers crow, toes everything crossed this weekend that they mm-hmm. they get a performance on the field if, if they can bring their game I've said it before I'll so say again if they can bring their game they, get they can it. win it they can win it definitely win
0: it um and she will of course be so influential like we saw I don't think I've seen her tap and go so much uh, as I have or as much as I have last night the tempo and she dictates so much of that uh, with which that group played last night. Were you surprised by it?
2: Nah, no, no, that's what they need to do. They need they they can't play this slow rugby against the French because they're bigger and stronger and and that's the game they play. They do it well, and it's exactly the same with the English. They we're not going to be able to play slow tempo against them. We're going to have to fast we're going to have to Mm. like speed speed the only thing that beats power and size is speed we've got to use our speed we've got to use our speed at the breakdown we've got to use our speed to get it wired we've got to use our speed to run around the English it's going to be very difficult to go through the middle so speed 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 we just need pre and post contact passes to be made Uh, try and avoid the breakdown as much as you can because every time there's a breakdown there's a reset of defences and that's where we're going to struggle so Fast ever, it's gonna be entertaining. It's gonna be it's gonna be like a basketball match. Uh if we get it right, it, um we'll go we'll go good.
0: Mm. It is um though a very well honed, well oiled English machine. I think earlier you referred to it as kind of being good v evil because they're that classic robotic play through their forwards uh it'll shock no one that their first try in the semi-final against Canada was in the line out drive um it will shock everyone that their best try came from behind their own in goal and length of the field through the backs uh but it is it is not going to be easy but I think I'm with you in that uh I believe I believe much more to talk about uh, we'll come back after the break with the Blackburns captain Rua Haydemant 9.18am this very fine Sunday morning. You're with Kim Downs and Steve Devine on Bleeding Black the morning after. We are talking all things Black Ferns and All Blacks, but we've also got a few other updates for you if you're following along from uh, the ridiculous amount of sport that is on at the moment, uh, frankly, because the Kiwis are also in action in the Rugby League World Cup quarterfinals and... uh, Maybe pay attention because it's half time and the Kiwis currently trail Fiji 12-6. 12-6. For those of you who are still triggered by their loss to Fiji in the last Rugby League World Cup I imagine that's not doing you any good at all over in the other rugby internationals as well. Ireland earlier beating South Africa 19-16 uh, and it's looking like a bit of, an, bit of an arm wrestle in France as well. The Aussies in France 6 all after oh, nearly 20 minutes or so. So we'll keep you posted on all of those. First and foremost though like I Mentioned, we are talking black ferns after that stunning victory against France last night. You had to, in part, feel for the French a little. You know, there's, al- there's always part of you, I think, that can have empathy with the losing side. Steve Devine is just sitting here shaking his head. What am I talking about? Nah, <laughs> I
2: deserved it. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's hard, but uh, yeah, no. Nah. It's uh yeah. The the Kiwi girls played well enough to win. They had their chances to win at the French and unfortunately didn't take it. So I don't feel for them at all, at all. Remember what happened in the Rugby World Cup two thousand and seven. I still feel that. Um, so we're even. How about we're that? We're even. We're even now. We're even.
0: <laughs> it wasn't enough to get even in twenty eleven. No. This is this is where the real uh, the real score settling happens. Uh, one person, of course, who would have been just over the moon after that as uh, the fearless captain, absolute warrior of the Black Ferns, Ruahe Demand. Here's what she had to say. So tell us what it was like having this crowd then, having this nation behind you. Man,
6: I don't think people realise how much it actually makes a difference to us hey, out there on the field to know that our families, our, our country um, are supporting us and are proud of us. Um, People are coming to support women and women's rugby like never before.
5: Time and time again. That's us again next week.
0: Listen to this. Soak it all up. Can you dare to dream Eden Park a full house for the Rugby World Cup final? New Zealand, England next week. Yeah, I think I'll just live in this moment first Kirsty. You deserve it. Go and soak it all up with your friends, with your fans and with your teammates. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. SENZ's SNZ, zone, Kirsty Stanway there, of course, talking to Rua Haydemant after the match. And you know what, Steve? I actually love what she said. I'm just going to live in this moment.
2: Yeah, they don't come around very often in professional sports. So, yeah, good on her to realise that this is the moment mm. to to enjoy something because, yeah, you don't often get a chance to do that. So, um, yeah, so good for the girls. And, and she was so right. You know, everyone, she, the whole nation's on board now, 100%. Yep.
0: Agreed. And it was actually fascinating as well, I think. In the build-up, uh, talked to Ruha a few times and always, obviously, very pleasant as all of them are. The build-up this week, it, it felt like she was perhaps representative of a real switch when she was talking to media because gone was kind of the the laughing and the joking that, you know, the Black Ferns and the Black Ferns 7s teams are, are well known for as that, you know, that fun culture and that's great. But this time... She just wasn't mucking around, to be perfectly honest. You know, she just, and, and that shouldn't be surprising, but at the same time, I think it was fascinating to see that it appeared that there was a really big switch in mentality coming into this game.
2: Yeah, well, you've got, you got to be able to find that balance right. You can't be 100% mm. switched on all the time, and you also can't be joking around. A hundred percent of the time. So yeah, it comes down to mental preparation and um, you know, they 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 got they, they they played well but it was tight, right? And it's it's gonna be a tight one again this weekend and uh they need to, you know, start all over, um, build build mm. physically, build mentally over the weekend and just really prepare and prepare as best they can to give themselves the best chance.
0: How do you do that? Like, how do you come from a match like that? winning it effectively at the death, really, and then coming down from that and going, actually, our biggest game is now in front of us because time and again, we have seen these teams who effectively end up playing their final in the semis. We saw it with England in the World Cup in 2019. We've seen it before that as well. Obviously, the experienced coaching group that they have around them with Wayne Smith, with Sir Graham Henry, uh, with Whitney Hansen, with Wes, they will know that. They will be... Aware of that, but knowing that and being aware of that and actually being able to do it are different things, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I used to find, and and you know, what worked for me doesn't work for everyone else. But you know, you do your hard work early in the week. You, you know, you you review. T- uh, last night 's game today, get it over and done with and, and then you just everything is towards you know England on on Saturday night and you do the hard work early in the week, so you know by wednesday thursday hopefully you 've ticked everything you 've done you 've done everything you 're comfortable where you 're at yourself and then and then you can relax a little bit and then just worry about on game day um, when the time is right you you switch on and and you 're hundred percent ready to rumble so you know, I, I, they've got some very experienced coaches around them. I, I'm sure they'll they'll be working hard early in the week and, and then freshening it up and, and getting ready to rumble.
0: I bet as well. Text in here from Dean. So pleased you brought up Kendra, a true goat. <laughs> yes. Greatest of all time. Please oh. put your hand up to kick goals again. Come on, girls, you got this. New Zealand are behind you 100%. Ruby Tui for Prime Minister. Portia oh. Woodman, Minister for Sport. Smithy, coach of the year, another GOAT top bloke. And actually, that is something, Dean, that we are yet to touch on because Wayne Smith, his handprints all over this. Coach of the year for you so far?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's, uh, you just got to look to where they come from last year, right? To where Mm. they are now. Uh, End of last year, I don't think they would have even made the semi finals, right? And, um, you know, they're, they're having a crack at the big one. So, yeah, they've, they've done a, – a, a, like, I know they've done an amazing amount of work in this year, sort of since January, February this year. Mm. They, they they started playing the Aussies and, and uh, getting building in camps and stuff. So amazing – like, so much work to turn a team around from, let's be honest, a, an amateur team that hadn't played rugby in two years to mm. – to, um, a possible World Cup title possible. team is, is amazing. Amazing effort, and you know there's so many people and so many um, things that have happened behind the scenes that we'll never know about. That uh, hopefully one day we will know about. But uh, yeah, just coach of the year for sure. I, I mean, he's just he's just a, a legend, right? Mm. It doesn't matter what team he touches. They. Um, you know, he, he he and he thinks about the game. You know, he he knew there's no way they're going to be able to beat England, mm. trying to be physical and out physical. And it's just it just wasn't going to happen. And even the French, they there was just no chance. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna run around them. We mm. can't run over the top of them. We'll run around them. And, and look what he's produced. Mm. You know, they're not 100% a finished product, but gee, they they, they try their hardest him, to yeah. run around, right? Yeah. So, oh, just so good to see
0: poor bloke as well I um, I don't think a year ago he ever thought he would be sitting in the coach's box at Eden Park as a New Zealand team battled it out to a one point win over France yeah. again but he, he said he got a bit break. stressed
2: I heard him talk he said he got a bit stressed during the match and um, yeah he's, he's getting a bit older so the, you know I, I'm not sure he'll, he'll be prepared to go <laughs> down to that wire again I, um, I know how bad it was for them um, in 2011 so I don't think he wants to go there
0: mm. interestingly no, because I remember talking to him in the week building up to their quarterfinal, and he actually even conceded. Then you know, in the in the five months I think it was, or maybe six now, since he was brought on as an advisor and then into the head coaching role, even he didn't think that they could have made the progress that they have. And so it just makes you think: well, if that's if that's coming from him, then you know what's what's still to come that might be unexpected.
2: Yeah, you just- like to have some faith. Dare to dream,
0: eh? <laughs> dear to dream. Uh, on that game last night as well, I think we, we've we given credit where it's due to a lot of the players in the backs. What about the forwards? Because one of the players that really stood out for me, or peers actually with a lock, so Mike of Anakala'i Roos uh, and Chelsea Bremner there, I thought were outstanding.
2: Yeah, absolutely phenomenal efforts and physical, uh, carry the ball into contact and tackle and and. Tackle. Um, and, and play that running game like they were everywhere it's not hard for forwards big forwards to get around mm. the field like that and they they just turn up everywhere and they just don't ever seem to be um exhausted and they just keep fronting oh it was amazing amazing performances they like they, they weren't meant to win last night and they they've they've showed up and fronted and to be fair they actually won a little bit they played a little bit more the way the French wanted them to play than, than we would have liked to. So we actually beat the French at their game, which end of last year, not possible. Mm.
0: It'll be interesting as well to see what Wayne Smith does with Kennedy Simon, the co-captain. So two games back now from injury, came on a bit earlier than anticipated. Um, Michaela too, I think, went off with injury for that one. Interesting to see where she comes into the mix because I thought she made a really good impact. Uh, you can't put her in for Sarah, hit any now no. because Sarah's just playing way too is, well.
2: is, is a Rich McCaw type yeah. performance last night.
0: Yeah, agreed. Absolutely agreed and I think we touched on as well you know, you, earlier we were talking about the All Blacks and you said, you know, Ardy, the influence that he has in spite of the fact that size wise, he's actually not as big uh, as a lot of the same players in his position you'd see around the world. I would argue Sarah's the same.
2: Yeah, and, and um, yeah, just, just get on the front foot and go and Um, you won't, you won't, you won't run over me and Mm. I will run over you. And, you know, it's just, it's just so good to see. Um, speaking of size, um, Teresa uh, Fitzpatrick, Mm. like what an absolute superstar, probably my famous rugby player in the country, my, my most favorite rugby player in the country right now. She, she has skills. Uh, she has, she can tackle. She can run. She can pass. She is just an amazing athlete, and I. She's just playing so well, and I think oh, probably was the difference last night. She mm. made some crucial breaks when she was under all sorts of pressure and isolated, and she stayed on her feet and got herself out of trouble. She tackled like a machine. She ran that perfect line to score the try. Mm. That, that in line, you know, she's just, just a, a a classy rugby player I, out of out of any of the girls. I think. Uh, if a girl was to play in the man's game, I think that she has the skills to be able to probably Mm. pull that off more than any of the rest.
0: And because I think it's well right, it's it's not just the athleticism for her and the talent which are evident, but how she reads the game – is also pretty phenomenal because she always seems to be popping up in the right place at the right time, which is what you want from someone in such a crucial position.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, amazing, amazing rugby player. And, um, yeah, I I was lucky enough to coach her um twin brothers, in uh-huh. um, my Ponsonby coaching days, uh, junior rugby, and they are also amazing little athletes. Um, but yeah, great, great family. And, um, I was just, I'm so happy to see her play such brilliant rugby. She, she would walk into a world a world 15 um, of girls sport easily probably Mm. like as the first picked
0: Mm. sister of course as well of Sulu Fitzpatrick the Silver Fern so up the Ponsonby ponies yeah what a a family eh I don't don't think I realised you actually coached at Ponsonby,
2: I uh, junior, junior club. I've uh, my both my boys played at Ponsonby, so okay. um, done a, a fair bit down there over the years, and um, good to see the ponies still still going proud.
0: We'll take a short break and be back right after this. Nine thirty-five. Thank you for joining us here on ECNZ this Sunday morning. It has been. A good Sunday, a great Sunday in so many ways. If you're still catching your breath after that Black Ferns performance last night, you are not alone. Brad has texted in calling unchanged lineup for the final. Simon, Kennedy Simon, was unreal off the bench. Arguably, the bench won us the game, gave us the best chance to see it out. France kept Woodman relatively quiet, but other players were able to pick up that slack. And Brad, you do raise a couple of really good points there, uh, I think, in that it was one of Porsche's quieter Games, but she was, I think that is a lot down to the French defence as opposed to um, herself. Yeah, we
2: really struggled. The girls really struggled to get that quick ruck ball. So um, there was always pressure by the time it got wide. There was always pressure on them. So she didn't get time and space as much as she would have hoped for or as much as she had. She she broke a couple of times and, and, and ran well and hard as she does. So, yeah, just uh, it's harder when you come up against... I guess the French were the number number two team in the world. Um, Comparing to playing the last few weeks, we have played Wales and um, you know teams that are Scotland that are not quite so up to it. So they've they've had more time and space. But yeah, last night they um, yeah it was going to be it was going to be an arm wrestle and and just like this weekend, it's it's going to be an arm wrestle. And those those small moments, are, there's not going to be a lot of time and space this week either.
0: Mm, um, it'll be interesting to see how she responds as well because. She's not a player that likes to be kept quiet, yeah. uh, I don't think. And so it'll be very interesting to see what comes of that for her. An interesting part, actually, as well on the uh, on the other wing for me was Ruby Tui and how much of a turning point, actually, when she copped that big hit, uh, that was then resulted on only a penalty for the dangerous tackle. How much of a momentum shifter that actually was? I wondered whether... It it ended up maybe giving the ferns just that little push and that little uh, that they might have needed.
2: Yeah, she's a tough girl, right? Oh um, my gosh, is she what? So, yeah, yeah, it, it was a big hit, and obviously it hurt. And she she grit the teeth and got up and 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 got on with it. And you know, it's it's a part of the girls' game now, right? It's you know, they they're 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 tough. Um, we all know that girls are a lot tougher than boys, full stop. So yeah, we um, do. It's, <laughs> they're tough men, and uh, you know, it's she's she, she's an athlete. She's she's a, you know a, a, such a great personality, and you know, she she it's good to see. Her grit the teeth, and you know, we always see her as this bubbly, happy person. But she grit the teeth and and, and got it done last night, and um, you know, it certainly helps your team out when when you see that happen.
0: Uh, does it? What the other thing uh, point that Brad made? Arguably, the bench won us the game. The other ones that came on that were really impressive in my mind are Luca Connor when she came on, fantastic. Crystal Murray was also fantastic. And we haven't talked much about the front rowers, actually. Uh, so we'll give them their due because, again, facing up to a French Ford pack who has dominated us the last few years, they did extremely well. And I know Mike Cron, uh, who used to be the old Black Scrum coach and Whitney Hanson have been doing a lot of work with them and it's starting to become pretty apparent and I do think as well when those front row changes were made it had the exact impact that Wayne Smith would have wanted it to have.
2: Oh, I mean the set piece is amazing from, from where it's come I, I almost uh, was going to text Graham Henry uh, yesterday afternoon and I was going to text him and I thought I'll hold out and I'll watch the game to see how the scrum performs because obviously the English have a great scrum and I was going to text him, wouldn't it be like a shame if two Fords, two front rows got injured uh, in the first five minutes and next week in the World Cup final and have to go to gold 90 scrums? Like, wouldn't that be a... But like, it's like, well, actually... <laughs> I, w- I
0: wish you had. Uh,
2: I really do. I'm glad I didn't send it because I actually think the girls um, set piece scrum. I, th- I, think they're, I think they're up for it. I, I, you know, they... They dominated the French a little bit scrum wise. They they certainly didn't get pushed around, and and we were doing a little bit of pushing. So, I, mate, I think the girls. I, I don't think we. I need to send that text to Ted. I reckon Ted will be like, no, <laughs> I think we got this.
0: Yeah, isn't it nice when you're able to um, just back your players?
2: Yeah, like, as much
0: as as much as I'm an absolute wuss for a uh, a safety call.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I'm there. Yeah, I can't talk too much about scrums. I I, I don't know a lot about them, but they have improved leap years on on where it has been. And, you know, in the last few weeks, um, it's been dominating. The scrum has been dominating the other teams, but it was always, okay, we're up against some serious teams now, the next two, the French and the English, and uh, they held their own and Mm -hmm. actually probably came out on top. So let's see. Let's see what happens this week.
0: Yes, indeed, Uh, and very happy as well now to be joined by a four-time World Cup winner, Anna Richards, who is on the phone. Anna, you were at uh, Eden Park last night. I'm sure you were celebrating afterwards as well. How have you pulled up this morning?
6: Like surprisingly well. (laughs) Surprisingly well, but, yeah, not too bad. It was a great night at Eden Park last night, wasn't it?
0: Oh, it was just sensational. What did you, like... How how were you in those dying minutes, emotionally? Were you holding it together?
6: No, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> 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 I thought I was going to be tired watching it, but, yeah. And both games were amazing. I thought the first game was wonderful. It was. Um, I was talking to a mate of mine who came up and watched it, and he said that both games were outstanding, and both he was on the edge of his seat. And, yeah, I wasn't holding it together too well. I honestly thought that... Uh, their team would slot that goal, no yeah. worries. So I had mentally gone, oh, well, there you go. Um, couldn't believe it when she missed.
2: Uh, Anna, you, you're, a, you're a legend of the game. You've, you've played in so many World Cup finals. What, what, it, what does it mean to you that these girls have, have turned it around this year in the way they have?
6: Well, look, I just feel good for the girls because it's been such a tough, like, you know, 11 months, 12 months. And they were under the pump overseas. a massive scrutiny from media. You know, they are getting display everybody. And look how much they've turned it around. You know, the standard of play that they're getting out there. I, you know, I just feel great for them. And and I'll be. I I've supported them the whole way. So yeah, I just feel good for them.
0: And you and I talked uh, just a few days ago, and you were saying, you know. You thought, you, you really thought at that stage that they could do this, that they could get this win over France in spite of the fact that they had lost so many before them. You said, remember last year, they were coming off the back of a two-year hiatus effectively. Even so, did you expect them to put in a performance quite like that? Well, I think, and,
6: and it was a real semi-final, I think, from both teams. You know they they, was, they were a little bit under the pump. I, I wish they hadn't quite taken so many quick taps. Mm. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> <end>. <laughs> but um, look, I I thought they had the team, and I thought they were playing the type of rugby to win that. Um, but I think I said to you, I thought it was going to be really close. And France is a, a wonderful team. You know, with Romar Manager back, and mm. she just showed how good she is with two tries. So it was always going to be a tight one, and. and I wouldn't have been surprised if we had lost because France is so good, but I thought we could do it.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone... Um, like you say, I think most of us thought that they were going to slot that penalty right at the end and it was going to be heartbreak and I could not be happier that it did not turn out that way with the greatest respect to France. Who, for you, were the standout performers?
6: Yeah, I thought, I thought they got it right um, presenting Sarah Hirini with uh, MVP thought she had an outstanding game and she's played well every game I'm a great fan of Teresa Fitzpatrick who I think's been amazing this tournament you know Lou Demant is great and I think you've got to give big ups to our whole forward pack you know the girls who came on as well as the starting because that's where we got smoked last year was the forward pack and I thought we Our scrum looked great. We defended the rolling ball on the whole really well. And our line-out was okay. So, you know, I thought the team was great.
2: Um, Going forward, how do they beat the English?
6: I think more of the same, you know. Um, Again, the English pack is outstanding. And they're they're like a well-oiled machine. So we just need to get a bit of parity um in that in that area we need to go forward we've got to tackle some great ball carriers um and we've got the mo- we've got to make the most of our position i think we've got to tidy up our kicking game a little bit um but uh, england showed us that they're not infallible yesterday i thought the canadians put them under a mm. lot of pressure and i thought the canadians had their chances to win that to be honest um uh it could have been a different game if uh, Canada, with they attempt on England's line, had actually scored that try instead of mm. the English going the length of the field. Like That was a 14-point shift. So, again, you know, England could come out and be this amazing size on Saturday, but finals footy, there's always going to be a few nerves. So just be who who holds their, their metal and, and who produces on the day, I think.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that earlier, about that, you know, it it almost becomes a cliche, but the World Cup is different, to put it bluntly, and so whether that could go either way. But the other thing I get from this, this Blake Ferns outfit, Anna, is just even when they were running onto the field during the anthems, the sheer joy with which they seem to go out there and play for each other, and I, I don't mean that in a way that they're not taking it seriously. I just mean it in a way that they are clearly, for me anyway, they seem to be embracing the moment in a way that I have not really seen from a national team before.
6: Yeah, I think you know it's it's wonderful wonderful to see the crowds. Um, I think you can have a, a great team, but if the team's not happy, they won't play well. So, and I think what we're seeing is a team that's actually. Really happy, and they're behind each other. There's a lot of girls who are not in that 23 who are very good players who mm. are out there training every day and really supporting the team as well. So it's a I know it's a cliche, but it's a it's a team of 32 players and a great management group. Um, so I'm just crossing my fingers and toes, hoping for a great performance, and I know they'll do it. You know they'll go out there and they'll play their hearts out.
2: I think all of New Zealand is crossing their fingers and toes, and I, I, we certainly hope that we that we just, you know, get it, get a chance to play some rugby like the girls have been playing, and you know where they throw it around and they're and they're entertaining, and they're. I, I just hope that the spectacle allows that to happen, and we don't get bogged down in this um, northern hemisphere type slugfest, which I don't think um, will work well for us.
6: Yeah, well, I mean, we won't do that. England will probably do that because that's their strength. Why would they go away from their strength? Um, but, I mean, I thought England showed yesterday that they can break out and score the length of the field. You know, their wing is quality. Um, and they're great finishers. So, you know, we're, we're never going to play that type of rugby, not with what Smithy's got the um, girls playing like. It's mm. just whether we're going to be given the space to do it.
0: Not to put you on the spot too much here, Anna, but would you make any changes <laughs> to the lineup for the final?
6: Well, I'd say that the management will look at that, and they've got a, a twenty-three that's really um, done really well for them. You may see Kennedy Simon start, just because you know she was on. You know, when you're coming back from the length of injury, she's come back from. You usually do a twenty-minute, then a forty-minute, and then they probably clearer for 80 this week. So I'd probably start her at eight and shift Lee to um, six, to be honest. Just we need a a bit of bulk, some big defenders. Mm -hmm. So
0: So push Alana Bremner out to the bench.
6: Yeah.
1: She
2: played so well, but.
6: Look, I know she does, but I think Kennedy's, Kennedy's great and um, she is co-captain as well. It'd
0: be great to see
6: her start. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Nobody played badly, so it's really hard to make a change.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, um, Anna, just just lastly, again, might be putting you on the spot a bit here, but there was one Melody Robinson who was actually meant to come on the show (laughs) to talk to us uh, who has not been answering the phone, which is why you ended up getting the emergency call up, and so I cannot thank you enough (laughs) <laughs> uh, for for responding very quickly to my message and being keen to come on. Um, I mean, a great morning, obviously, to discuss the ferns. But what was your last sighting of Mel?
6: So my last sighting of Mel was at the Barbarts, and she was looking very mischievous, <laughs> her and Mona Lisa Urquhart. And oh, they were wow. heading to Bailey Mackey, who... Obviously, on the NZAU board, and he put out a blanket invite uh, to his bar in Kingsland called Groove Bar. Oh no! And I would say
2: she's still
0: there.
6: (laughs) So he could be still there. She could have lost her phone. Let's just say I'm not surprised she didn't answer your call.
0: Oh, Anna, well, thankfully uh, we had you. Thank you so very much for your time. You're an absolute legend, uh, both as a human and, of course, in the rugby sense that is four-time World <laughs> Cup winner and Black Ferns great Anna Richards very kindly joining us there for her thoughts on the Black Ferns making it through to the semi-finals. We'll take a short break and be back right after this. Thank you for joining us here on Bleeding Black, the morning after with Kim Downs and Steve Devine. All of the chat from this morning up on our Rugby Run podcast as well are from All Blacks to Black Ferns who are, of course, in the World Cup final. It has been a pleasure having you with us this morning. Steve, any last thoughts?
2: Uh, I just think New Zealand uh, has found their two number 12s in rugby uh, this weekend, Theresa Fitzpatrick and Geordie Barrett. I think I think that's the way forward for both teams.
0: You know what? I think we might be in agreement there. There we go. We've, we've 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 been at um we've crossed on a couple of things, but there we might very much be in agreement. Interesting to see in the week looking forward, uh, whether Geordie does in fact retain that number twelve position for the All Blacks, and of course, how the Black ferns are going to line up against England in the final.
2: Yes, let's hope Enzo and I don't cross paths this, this yeah. game, right? Because <laughs> no. I know what everyone will be watching.
0: <laughs> no scheduling clashes this time. If you are in Auckland, buy your tickets. Get to Eden Park. It is going to be a fantastic evening. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy your Sunday. Go the girls. Go the girls.